Hello, Bentley. You come to join us? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Coffee Talk podcast episode. Today, <laughs> today we're going to be talking about living alone, or I'm going to be talking about living alone, but I say we because I definitely encourage you to give me your two cents, give me your experience, give me your anything about living alone in the comment section down below here on YouTube. If you're listening to the audio podcast, then I don't know, feel free to come on over to YouTube and leave your experiences and your thoughts. Today I decided to bring a warm beverage to our chat today because it started to get a little chillier out. We're in this weird pocket of spring where it'll be nice and warm and sunny but then you'll get some clouds come in and a cool breeze and so I had all my windows open and it got a little chilly in here so I popped on a sweater, brewed myself some peppermint tea and I'm ready to just sit down and chat living alone today. and. I'm doing today's conversation for a few reasons. One being that I'm coming to a close on my journey of living alone, which is crazy to think about. I've lived alone for years at a time now. It's been broken up with periods of living with other people in between, which have also been amazing years. And I really can't say that I prefer one or the other. I've lived alone longer in my adult years than I've lived with other people. And I'm soon going to be living with my boyfriend and then we'll be welcoming our little babe into the home. So it's definitely gonna be a whole new chapter for me. And I figured what better way to tie off all of the experience of living alone and just the whole chapter of living alone than to have a conversation about it, answer some questions I've gotten, get warm, get cozy, uh, stay safe if you're walking and listening to this or driving and listening to this. If you have a beverage, let me know what are you drinking and let's dive in. So I'm going to start with one of the first thoughts I had when I first decided to live alone and one of the first questions I got as well, which is how to keep yourself safe, especially living alone as a woman. So I first lived alone, actually, you could technically count when I went away for a semester of college. I lived in a house of all guys, but I was the only girl. And because it was just me and a bunch of guys, I felt like I had to be very vigilant on keeping myself safe, which they all were great, except for the creepy guy in the basement. But different story for a different time. The next time I lived alone was in 2016 when I got my first two bedroom apartment. If you guys remember that apartment, it was right on the ground floor. And I definitely had some thoughts of, okay, easy access for anybody that wants to break in. I was in a neighborhood, but I wasn't far from some public areas. So there, and then I lived alone in Toronto in two different locations. And then of course I moved out to the countryside by myself as well. First and foremost, I will have to say that your mindset really matters. So there were times during the periods that I lived alone where my anxiety was definitely much higher and it was something that I couldn't or felt I couldn't control at the time. And I would get these runaway thoughts on very extreme things going wrong or happening and I would be by myself. And I won't say it was a good thing, but I will say that it did prepare me for, okay, what would I do if that situation actually happened? So if I'm on the floor, like I'm on the ground level apartment and someone tries to break in, what do I do? I'm in, I don't know, the city and something bad happens or like my Uber driver is creeping me out when he's taking me home to my address. What do I do? Uh, it's a bit different living in the city, I will say, because there was security in both of the buildings I lived in, which made me feel quite safe. But in 
The second apartment in particular, it was more of a townhouse on the outside of a condo. So there was double entrances. So someone from the outside could definitely try and break in. In fact, our next door neighbor had their bike stolen, which was random. Uh, my bike never got stolen. They didn't like the pink bike with the basket, I guess. They just stole my, <laughs> my neighbor's bike instead. If X happens, I would do Y. It would be, I would either call, usually I think of my dad first, especially in a make or break type of situation. I don't know why, he's just a very comforting presence, especially in a crisis. I feel like he's very good at keeping cool and calm and collected. So I would probably call my dad. If I was living in one of the apartment buildings, I'd go straight to a neighbor. Like I would play these scenarios out in my head. And then when I say mindset matters, you have to believe in yourself. You have to feel confident in yourself. And I know that that's not always the easiest thing to do. You don't just snap your fingers and feel confident in who you are and feel safe in your own presence. You work on it every day, but with each challenge, let's say that you overcome, especially living alone as a woman, you do feel more and more competent in yourself. You do feel more safe in your own presence. And then you also equip yourself with the things you need. So whether it be bear spray, because pepper spray is illegal in Canada, whether it be, this is gonna sound crazy. I've always kept a uh, chef's knife under my bed and funny enough my boyfriend the first time he ever slept over was sleeping on the side of the bed where the chef's knife was underneath and I have a platform bed so it's low to the ground and he reached down and was like what is this and pulled out the chef's knife and I was like hey I live alone as a woman if anybody ever broke into this house right now I'm in the middle of the countryside like I can't just go knock on the wall and have a neighbor I'm gonna defend myself and I know that chef's knife's there. There's a thing called birdie you can get, which is great for walking around in the city alone as well. For those of you that live alone or walk home alone, if you pull it, it sounds out an alarm. So you could get something like that, keep it in your bedside, keep one in your purse if you're ever walking alone in the city or alone in the country. Just doing things, equipping yourself to feel empowered and feel safe in your own presence. And also just having plans for what you would do if something went wrong. I will also say that having Bentley really helped my dog because he's not one for protection. I mean, he is protective, but he's all of six pounds. But he is a great alert dog in the sense of if somebody knocks at the door or if he even hears something or sees something moving around outside, he will alert you that someone's coming. So he barks like crazy. And is it annoying when it's the mailman? A little bit, but do I appreciate it, especially in the years that I've lived alone? Definitely. Needless to say, that didn't mean that I didn't ever get afraid or scared. There were definitely times like unrelated to my safety where I would wake up in the middle of the night and you just get creeped out and there's nobody else with you. So if you have like a weird nightmare or you hear a weird sound and you're thinking ghosts, you're not really thinking someone's breaking in. Those times still happened as well, but I again will say that just each time that I woke up the next morning and the daylight was coming through and I was like, oh, I'm alive and safe and my soul is still in my body, it wasn't sucked out by a ghost, I felt more and more competent and <laughs> not always the bravest, you know, but I don't get those feelings anymore. When I wake up in the middle of the night here, I've never once been afraid of like a ghost, which is a far, far stretch from where I once was, where I used to be so convinced I was haunted all the time. I'm still not convinced I wasn't, especially when I lived with my friend Maggie. We were definitely in a haunted house. Let's not say haunted, in a energy-filled house, lingering energies, but they've never followed me, thank God. 
And I always would like, even if I did sense it when I lived with my friend Maggie, I'd always be like, I come in peace. <laughs> like as if it's an alien. I actually did a blessing on this house when I moved in. I guess you could call it a blessing where I was like, if there's any lingering energy that needs help, please know that I come in peace. I come with respect for the land. I come with respect for this home and I am willing to be open and compassionate. <laughs> Nothing weird ever happened. So there's my weird moment of the chat. The next member question that came through was how to like spending a lot of time alone with yourself. It sounds pretty basic, I guess, but I found it hard to be constantly worrying, is this going to be me alone forever? AKA, was it ever lonely? There were definitely periods of living alone where it was very, very lonely. It's hard for me to separate these things in my mind and in my experience because I've also struggled with a lot of deep core loneliness that I've gone through therapy for that trails back more towards my childhood and growing up and I brought a lot of that with me. It packed, up, it packed itself into the boxes and suitcases and came with me as I grew into an adult and lived alone. And in a way it was helpful because I am almost a little too self-sufficient at times, a little too, or can be a little too independent at times where I can go long stretches of time without really needing anybody. And I don't think that that's a thing to feel great about. I used to think like, oh, that made me cool. You know, I don't need anyone. But again, with lots of therapy, I've learned that we actually all need someone and there can sometimes be this little bit of a toxic trait in society that tells us that needing people makes us weak and it really doesn't, it makes us human. It's part of literally what we are, who we are. We are communal beings, like we communicate for a reason, we live in communities for a reason and finding a balance is definitely important. I will say just from my own experience, given what I've just expressed to you and shared with you, therapy helped a lot because it helped me learn to trust more, learn to open up more, be more vulnerable, let more people into my life. And that helped, but I think it's also too, there were times where I struggled in my years of living alone because again, given the generation that we're all in, given the society that we're all in, it's not as easy of a time to make friends. Now I only live and have experienced this generation, so I can't say it was easier before. I just think sometimes, that technology may have disconnected us a bit more or made us a little bit more prone to stay home and scroll on our phones or afraid to strike up conversations in person. And so I found that making friends in my earlier 20s was a little bit more difficult. It got easier when I moved away to a city and I met friends like Maria and Larissa and even just other friends that I met in the city too, where we might not be as close anymore, but they were big prominent parts of the, that chapter of my life and spending time with them was great. Now this also all boils down to, are you more introverted? Are you more extroverted? I've had that fear before of, okay, I like being alone a little too much. Am I gonna be alone forever? I relate so much to what you have said here because I've had that exact thought. I wouldn't even say I would have a moment where I would think, am I gonna be alone forever? And then I would somehow just flip it on its head and enjoy that moment. I think it's okay to allow yourself to feel that fear a little bit or that worry of, oh gosh, this is a little uncomfortable. Am I always gonna be like this? Am I always gonna be alone? But I also think that it's important to allow yourself to enjoy your own company as well. We live in such a complex 
<laughs> reality where you can feel multiple things at once. You can love your alone time and be lonely. You can enjoy your own company and wonder if, you know, there's ever going to be a time where you'll live with other people or have a family or find a partner. Just being aware that it wasn't going to last forever. Even if you wonder if it will, odds are it won't. So remembering that and trying to recall that every time I was having moments where I was like, oh gosh, one day I'm gonna feel so overwhelmed. There's gonna be a kid crying and pet that needs me, dinner to be made, a house full of people. And I'm gonna think in that moment, how nice it would be to just step away and have an hour to myself. And I would try and project into this future reality that might not ever happen, but just so that I could have a new perspective to really appreciate the moment I was in. And you can only do that when you shift perspectives. And I find the easiest way for me to shift perspectives is to literally project myself into a different reality where the perspective of what I was experiencing in that moment would seem totally different or be painted in a new light. Knowing that I wanted to start a family one day, knowing that, you know, I tend to get a little overstimulated around a lot of people. I would picture myself at a big family gathering with like kids there and my person there and just thinking like, this moment would feel so peaceful in that reality. And then I would try to enjoy that. You don't have to like want to start a family to relate to this. You can really change this and adapt it to your own your own plans, your own dreams. But I would think about, okay, these are the moments that are growing me into the woman that's gonna be able to start a family that will be able to fall in love one day, that will be able to give myself fully over to somebody, but I won't feel ready to do that knowing myself. If I don't give myself fully to me first, if I don't let myself fully bloom into who I am, fully have fun in the things that I wanna do and explore the world and explore my hobbies and explore all my interests, and that's the perfect time to do it is when you're alone. I mean, I've never done more spiritual work. I've never done more personal exploration or, even just traveling and adventures where I would go alone because I wouldn't, there wouldn't be anyone that would have the time to go with me or anyone that could get the same hours off of work or days off of work. So I would just go and there were times where it's uncomfortable. Give yourself the space to also own that it can be uncomfortable and fun at the same time, that you can feel lonely and still enjoy your time alone at the same time. You know, it's a bit of a paradox, but both of those things can be true. And so I think just taking the expectation of, I have to enjoy this time alone off of yourself and let yourself think, okay, I can enjoy this time alone, but I can also be like, this is a little lonely. It helps take that pressure off so that you can appreciate that alone time and that you can use it to do whatever you wanna do, work on yourself, focus on yourself. I mean, I wrote books, I read like I've never read before. I cooked all these new kinds of foods and meals and got into all of these hobbies and I wouldn't have had as much time to do that or start my businesses or work on my job or my career if I had been living with other people. And I can say that and confirm that because I've also lived with other people in periods in between where I learned so many other things I needed to learn. I went through so much other growth that I needed to go through, but I definitely found I did a lot less growth in my own personal endeavors. And that's okay too. That's a great chapter of life too. It's not that one's better than the other. It's just that you will notice when you do live with other people or when you do get to that next chapter of life, it's different. You had much more time to really soul search, to really be with yourself, to really adventure off into the areas of interest in your life. 
when you're on your own. You also get to know yourself deep, deep down. I faced a lot of trauma. I went to a lot of therapy. I worked through a lot of suppressed emotions. And again, I probably would have been super distracted had I not lived alone for a few years to be able to do that. So I won't say it's always enjoyable, but I will say that it, it comes with a lot of growth. It's all worth it still on the other side. So another question that came in is how to keep social balance living alone and away from friends. And I also lived away from family, so I'll throw that in too. And I think it's just honestly, if you're not really a scheduler, then become the kind of person that just FaceTimes your friends out of nowhere. If you are someone that likes to keep a schedule, then make plans that every Friday you're going to FaceTime somebody or call somebody or actually drive and go see somebody. So I lived about two and a half hours from, or three hours, sometimes more with traffic, from my hometown when I lived in the city. And I would just make sure that I would either FaceTime or call home once a week, or I would literally just go home like once a month or for holidays and meeting friends in the city, I would make sure I connected with them, but I would also make sure that I still made time for my friends from my hometown as well. I have certain friends that I'm close enough with, like my one of my good friends, Christine, who I grew up with, where we could FaceTime each other out of the blue and it would never be weird. And so we would do that and just end up sometimes on FaceTime for two or three hours at a time, same with my sister. And I think just making sure to prioritize that, that's the great thing about growing up in this generation is we have that accessibility. And that's how I kept my social balance for sure. So the next question I have here is what have you learned about yourself? And I feel like I've already discussed some of those things already, but the main thing is, ooh, let me think about this. Let me take a sip, hold on. As I just sort of mentioned, and I'll do my best not to repeat myself, but explain it in a different way. I learned a lot about myself because I had a lot of time with me, my thoughts, my journals, sift through what I was thinking, sift through what I was feeling. Sometimes can that self-awareness be hindering? Yes, a conversation for a different time if you want to have it, but I really had a lot of time and a lot of space to hear what I was thinking and feeling. And so I won't say there's anything in particular that points out to me right now where I wouldn't have learned it if I didn't live alone outside of just truly getting to know my way of thinking, becoming aware of my way of being, my behaviors, my habits. I went to some of my darker, harder places in life while being alone and while living alone and I learned that I'm able to pick myself back up and in fact I'm one of those people that no matter how hard I fall, I'm still waiting for the moment to get back up, which is something that is, I, I really value that I learned about myself because it means that the worst and hardest times I've ever had, a metaphor, this is what it felt like, but it's like I was laying in the ground, I was completely down out, burnt out or broken or whatever it was, but it's like my head was still popping up and looking around and being like, okay, give me this amount of time and I'm gonna get back up and I'll dust myself off and I'll slowly start crawling and then I'll slowly start walking again and then I'll slowly start getting back to life again. Mental health is no joke and I feel like I'm really, wow, I'm not trying to be emotional, but my hormones are racing. <laughs> like, I feel really ready to enter this next chapter of my life because of that, knowing that I've faced some of my darkest corners on my own. And at the time I wanted anything to just be not alone and not having to face them alone. And thank God for my therapist during some of those times. But 
now I realize that I really trust myself moving into new chapters of life, growing older, going into womanhood, going into motherhood, because I know I have that in me. I know that I'm gonna be able to do that if I ever get faced with tough times again, that I can hold strong and I can also hold strong for other people too. So even just some of my bad behaviors, my bad habits, I learned my deep wounds. I learned a lot of these things because I had so much time to really sort through them and organize through them. That's also just part of my personality though. Like I truly am somebody that likes to go into the deep depths of life and really wonder about what it's all about and why do we feel the things we feel, what happens on the other side of pain and growth and all of that. So I just don't know if I would have explored it as much or as deeply had I not been alone. And at times I'm not saying that's a great thing. It's like a, it's a paradox again, because at times it was too much, too much alone time, too much depth, too much, like I was drowning at times, but I learned how to swim. <laughs> there we go. That's what I learned about myself, that I, I taught myself how to swim. <coughs> okay. And in terms of skills, what skills did you learn? I learned a lot. I learned how to pay bills, how to set up automatic bill payments because I am not to blame it on my astrology sign, but I'm a Pisces and I'm a little airy in my head because I've got a Libra moon. So I also just, wow, that was like such a basic thing for me to say, but it's true. And it's like, I, I need things to be automatic or I will blank. I've built almost every piece of furniture in my house. I have learned how to make friends with neighbors, how to be a neighbor. I knew how to cook going into it, but I've definitely really harnessed or sharpened my cooking skills over the years, cooking for myself, how to get groceries, how to budget. I mean, this is a bit more into business and stuff, but I've learned a lot more about things like taxes, about running a business from home, about how to balance out my work time with my personal time. I'm not an expert at any of these things by any means, but I've learned a lot of these skills and sharpened a lot of these skills over the years. I've learned how to prep my house for when I'm leaving for a while or traveling for a while. I've learned how to make sure that I have garbage day and recycling day down. Right now I don't because I'm like barely here, but more upkeep on land now that I have some, like how to mow the lawn, I've learned that how to weed whack, how to garden, how to fix things that are broken. And if I don't know, I've learned how to outsource fixing things that are broken and not procrastinate them just because you don't know. These are all skills I've definitely learned. Again, not an expert, but things that being alone and living alone and having to be so like just relying on myself only because there's nobody else you can delegate to you have to learn these things you leave yourself no choice so it is nice when you do live with other people or if you live with a partner or you live with your family that everyone can kind of take on some of those roles but living alone definitely taught me a lot of skills that I wouldn't have learned had I always had that so pros of living alone is you will get to know yourself really well. You will have a lot of time to explore your interests and hobbies. Things are exactly as you leave them and exactly as you organize them and nobody's messing things up or touching anything. If there's ever a mess, it's always your own so you can't be mad at anybody. Uh, just being in your own comfort, I mean, dancing around, if you wanna wear no clothes, if you wanna watch your own TV shows for hours on end or order food, it's just you there, so there's a comfort to that. Being able to decorate your place the exact way you want it, no matter how girly or whatever it is, whatever theme you're in the mood for. <laughs> people that come stay over if you're just living alone because you don't have to like, you don't have to pass it by anybody, nobody's uncomfortable, you know? Just having things the way you want it, you know? Just getting to live life solely for you for a while. 
cons of living alone. It definitely can get lonely. Dinner time is weird. I mean, I've spent a lot of dinner times alone and you, you find ways, like I would read a lot when it was dinner time, but I prefer dinner time with other people. I love breakfast alone, but dinner time, it's more fun with other people personally is my preference. There is no one to delegate your tasks to or to delegate house cleaning or things that need fixing or bills to split. There's nobody to share those things with, so that's definitely a con. If anything were to go wrong, it's nice to have somebody else with you. I mean, heaven forbid, knock on wood, nothing ever would go wrong, but when you have other people, you definitely feel more safe, you feel more comfortable, or you have someone there to problem solve with. Another thing I loved about living with other people that I guess would be a con of living alone is you have like themed nights. For instance, when I lived with my friend Maggie, we would always do bachelor nights and we would get Literally, we would walk up to the frozen yogurt place and they had a vegan frozen yogurt. We'd get all these crazy frozen yogurt cups and bring them back and watch The Bachelor. We'd also have like mashed potato nights where we literally just would make big batches of garlic mashed potatoes and have dance parties in our kitchen, which was so fun. And then when I lived with Larissa, same thing. We had the best dance parties. We had the best like card reading nights where we would just out of nowhere, you're hanging out with somebody, you just like, you weren't planning on having a fun night, but you're just living with one of your best friends and you get all your decks out and you start doing all these tarot readings and these, like, it's just so fun. Or we'd go for walks along the water in the city or we'd be like, are you bored? I'm bored. You want to go for dinner? And there's just someone there. So that's, I guess, kind of the same con as I said earlier about it being a bit more lonely, but it's fun to have just someone to hang out with all the time. Holidays are a little bit more weird. Like you don't, I didn't never, I never wanted to spend like Christmas or Easter or whatever by myself in the places I lived by myself. So that part kind of sucks as well. Like I said, that, that would be a con. And I guess that's it. I'm gonna leave that there. I am probably not thinking of all the pros and cons, but if you have some, again, leave it below. And what advice would I give to somebody that is looking to live alone or thinking about living alone or is about to live alone? Honestly, if I could go back and give this advice to myself, I would just say, cherish it. It's not gonna be forever. It likely won't be forever. I don't know what your path or your journey is. It's unique to you, but for myself now knowing that it definitely wouldn't be forever, but it would be for a while. There would be a few years. So to cherish it, to just live it, let it be what it's gonna be. Don't expect it to be one way or the other. Keep exploring your interests, your hobbies, your goals, your passions. Use this time up to do those things. Invite more people over. Have more themed nights. Don't be afraid to like be that person. Be the party planner if you wanna be and some something to keep you safe, security, all of that. And just enjoy it, enjoy it. Let it be what it's gonna be. That would be my best advice. Let it be whatever it's gonna be for you because odds are it might not be or anything close to what I just explained as my experience. It might be something totally different for you. So I think just take the expectations off, let it be what it's gonna be and cherish it for what it is. And there you go. That's all of my advice for living alone. Uh, if there's anything else you wanna know, I'll keep an eye on the comments. There might be some topic starters I didn't get to. I mean, again, like there's definitely a chapter of living alone too that was really hard and lonely. I feel like I did talk about it, but I probably could have emphasized a bit more, but hopefully I touched on everything I possibly could with living alone. Other than that, I love you all the way to the moon and back. Thanks for hanging out with me today and chatting with me today. Leave me all of your thoughts, experiences, and comments in the comment section over here on YouTube, and I will see all of you in our next Coffee Talk podcast. Bye.